the internet, and welcome to Season 101, Episode 4 of Joe Daily's Eight Guys, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck Coke Industries and fuck Fox oh, News. Fuck off. It's Thursday, September 26, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. The Daily's Eight. Geist comes on at dawn, it'll come tomorrow. Unless it's the week gone, uh, courtesy of Hannah Saltis. Stretch that one. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Ray. Ooh, hot take so scandalous, and you know another pie can't handle it. We've been dropping knowledge like who's the ish. Got our own scam, got it so devilish. Uh, we like to dance on proposal spots, and you cruise to subreddit to connect the dots. Not just AKAs, we could use some drops, because we're living la vida loca. We like oh no Trump. Fuck, fuck, miles like what, what, what? Zach ain't move your butt, but, but. I think I'm singing again off the top. Fox News, fuck, fuck, fuck. And Coke Industries, what, what? <laughs> All night long. <laughs> Let me rip that bong. <laughs> <laughs> Had to rip the bong. Yeah, oh, yeah, man, love it. Finding a sweet spot. People are starting to understand maybe what's hitting nostalgic points for me. Yes, Cisco Thong Song <laughs> spoke to my heart. Uh, d- but yes, at yes. Ross X Andy. Ross Andy in the morning. Thank you for that. That, A-K-A. Was, that was fire, Ross. <laughs> uh, was that the morning show? Ross and Andy in the morning. Ross and Andy in the morning. And again, or maybe I'll they're see. just friends who hang out in the morning. I I don't know. They, I, when you look on it's bio, I don't see a link. I don't see link in bio yeah. to any work. So. Now, uh, Hannah... Saltis was was the creator of my AKA, yes. uh, and I, I don't often uh, tell you how to do your job, but that was uh, not ambitious enough for a Miles AKA. <laughs> you you had sent it at Miles. Uh, that's more my range, where it's only uh, it requires very little singing. Right, Hannah should be rhythm. honored because it caused a fight over an AKA. Yeah. Yeah, we fought over it. Because you were like, well, I think this is kind of more my speed. I'm like, well, that's weird, Jack. Yeah. You're not tagged in it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, and I noticed. I noticed. Uh, so thanks. See, this is. That. I think that's a high honor, though, to have yes. people fighting Hell yeah. over your AKs. Uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious and talented comedian and performer, Mr. Eric Lampere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep well, back. I want an AK. Yeah. yeah. Right. When's my AK? Do it. What's, um? let's see. What? It's Lampair, I can feel it. Lampair with a nice red. Mm. Mm. No. (laughs) Mm. Do you know MC Solar, the French MC? Maybe there's something you can do there. Uh, Ages ago, yeah. Nouveau Western, great song. You know no? what, for next time, I just want I just want something for next time. No, no, this is the show This now. is it right We're now. We're just going to be <laughs> writing a song. Let's workshop this. Yes. Eric, you're, it's Eric up my heart when I'm with, no. It's Eric up my heart is pretty good. Yeah. It's Eric Lampere. Well, anyway, Eric we'll figure something Lampere. out. Yeah. Heart <laughs> This is like gang can listen to I wish your name was hyphenated and your name was Eric Lampere Hart. Yeah. Lampere Hart. Yeah, because yeah. then it would be, it's Eric Lampere Hart when I'm with you. And um, when you're on this pod, I see it's true. It's Le- Eric Lampere's <laughs> art when oh. I'm, when he's Ugh. on. I like that you take it this, this seriously. Are. I appreciate Eric, it. Eric, we're so. going to get to know you a little bit better <laughs> in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a new Jurassic Park movie, Thank God. and uh, they're bringing the gang back together, folks. Folks, uh, Laura Dern, Sam Neill, 
And that kid that Sam Neill threatens to kill at the beginning. Yeah, who's like, oh, sounds yeah. like a giant turkey to me. Right. He's uh, like, oh yeah, until he spills your guts on me. No, Jeff Goldblum's oh. the third. Uh, we're going to talk, of course, about the transcript that has been released. Or memo. The, memo. The, yeah, I'm whatever sorry. you want to call it. They released a not a not transcript. I'm, I'm confused by that, that they don't have an actual transcript of the conversations that the president is having. But yep. uh, we'll talk about that, uh, what it is, whether it is a transcript, and whether we're surprised by anything. I, I personally was not. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, why Mitch McConnell hotlined that resolution to uh, release the complaint. Uh, we're going to talk about the fact that Trump's approval rating appears to be going up, uh, mm-hmm. shooting through the roof. Uh, we're going to just check in with Fox, see how- Shooting through the roof of a basement. Yes. We're going to check in with Fox, see how they're doing, how they're dealing with uh, all this bad news about Mr. Trump. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, why what Trump was talking about in the conversation when he started talking about, uh, what is it? Strike- Something strike crowd strike crowd strike uh which which conspiracy theory uh he was pulling out of his adult mind mm-hmm. uh, at that point uh AOC's new plan for inequality Samuel L. Jackson's uh new voice on Alexa he's gonna be the voice of Alexa oh hell uh, yeah and we're gonna talk about a 22 year old possibly 22 year old child from Ukraine who was adopted and maybe a 22-year-old con artist, sociopath. All of that and plenty more. But first, Eric, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, the brazen bull. I was was researching some methods of torture, and uh, there's a really good one called the brazen bull, where Uh it's it's a bronze bull. And you put the, the the victim inside the bull, and you close the sort of hatch, uh-huh. and there's only a little gap where you can breathe, and it's like a pipe that goes through the sort of bull's mouth, and so you breathe through that, and then what they do is they they light a little fire underneath, underneath. The, the the sort of bull bull's belly, and as uh, the the torturous screams come out of the pipes, it sounds like a bull sort of oh, because um, it's sort of. Being forced through this yeah, tube, yeah, yeah, so it loses yeah. its human. Wow! That's how they and used it... to do special effects. <laughs> the earliest Foley artists involved putting somebody inside of a uh, whatever the object was you were trying to put life into and torturing them. Yeah, so I was researching that. I just, I just wish that you know, Jack Bauer on Twenty Four used that sort of. Yeah. <laughs> who, who? We need some more information. <laughs> yeah. Get the get bull. him in the get bull. <laughs> uh, it's really heavy, Jack. Get the bull. Right. Well, who? Uh, who? Uh, who developed this wonderful device? I believe it was for the Spanish Inquisition. Hell wow. yeah. Oh, yeah. They love Catholic their bulls. Church. What and up? they love their bulls. They really wanted you to know that they love God. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's fucking. And was that used? How many people? I mean, in my mind, I feel like you would probably die very easily in there. Or it was just made just to heat it up enough that you got your bull screams, the court would laugh. And then out you go, <laughs> Doctor Torquemada, Mister Torquemada, on his way. I don't know, but also it would make for a good oven. That if you did end up right. killing the person, you could have a buffet at the end. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. A cannibal buffet. Yeah, that's got to be the name of a band, right? Cannibal, cannibal buffet. buffet. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if it's not, definitely the name of an animal. Mister Tomas de Torquemada. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? Oh. Tandem bicycles. I had a real good think about this. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sounds like you almost hit somebody in a car if it was riding tandem. 
I just, I've never seen someone happy on a tandem bicycle for uh, for the first, for the first 30 seconds a minute, yes. And then after that, the second person behind is like, well, this is shit. This like, I'm just looking at your back. Yeah, I don't right. get to control any of this. I see a lot of tandem bikes near Venice. And right. it always seems like a thing people just do because it's a thing to do, not because it's a thing they want to do. Right. It's like, right. you know what would be cool? Right. Let's ride like tandem bikes like by the beach, like in California style. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah. And then they, they rent it out for like a two hours. And I'm like, this is yeah. stupid. Until you have to navigate around people like that. And then there's always like the angry rollerbladers around the Venice boardwalk who are like, get out the way. Right. Um, but, you know. I think there's no joy in tandem bicycles. And I think they should be. Uh, destroyed all of them. Good. Right. I agree it's not with that. fun for the person in the front, or it's not any more fun than would be a single bike, right? Like, like I mean, single bikes, you know, you get to like see each other's journeys, and maybe you follow each other, right. and then yeah. you separate, and you get it's a little freedom. Bit. It's freedom on a. It's freeing on a, when you're on a bicycle, right. yeah. solo. And if one of you falls, the other one can have a hearty laugh. But if right. both of you fall, you're both dead. I guess also, too, if you think about it, right, there isn't – what's the benefit to it being a tandem bike? It's not necessarily that, like, oh, man, you get fucking speed when you got two people. Right. I get, like, if you're in a canoe or whatever, yeah, two people it might be better than one or yeah. something like that. But a bike, I think, aside from just being, like <laughs> – it's like right. a double mint gum commercial from right. the 80s. I think that's it. I think it was that double mint gum. I mean, obviously, it wasn't invented for that, but uh, bike technology has always been suspect. They The first bicycle was the penny farthing, was the oh, giant Oh, the big one, penny farthing? Yeah. Well, yeah, and then they were like, what if we made them the same size? Wouldn't that be crazy? Oh, get out of here, you heretic. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, if, uh, if, if it brings you a little joy, uh, my underrated is the penny farthing. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, yes. Go uh, on, sir. That, that is so on brand. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just thought, you know what, bring them back. They actually bring joy to people. Uh, I feel like, well, at least they definitely bring a joy to me seeing somebody seeing on someone, it because yeah. I think it's so dumb. But it's also penny-farthing <laughs> racing. Uh, so How, in, is, in the UK, for example. Oh, there is, of right. course. Uh, there is penny-farthing racing, and then like the, the people that watch the racing, they, they have bells. Ding, 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 ding. Right, right, it's right. very old school and where weird. Where is it? Is it a specific part of the I'm UK? I'm not too sure, it? but somewhere where, you know, where people have been forgotten. Right. right. And do women wear like fascinators too? <laughs> as they, is it like posh or no? Is it very... Oh, I don't know. I think there's a nice blend. Yeah. I oh. feel like if I'm going to a penny farthing race and I'm a woman, I'm throwing a fascinator on. Right. You know oh, hell I mean? yeah. Yeah. If people don't know what fascinators are. It's the fancy things you see people wear, like Tiny, the Jubilee, just like yeah. a feathered accessory. Purposeless non hat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, do, does none of the work of a hat, but... Uh, it's fascinating. Yeah. It's a gesture towards a hat. It's like having a hat-shaped object pinned I, to the side of your head. Right. Yeah. I just, I just think we should bring it back. You know, the Roaring Twenties are about to come upon us. Oh, and I think right. that would be one of the things come all found. over our face. <laughs> oh, wow, oh, sorry, that was too much. Uh, cool, but yeah, bring I think, the alarm. I think they're back. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm still processing what you said, Jack. But um, <laughs> the penny far. Have you ridden a penny farthing before? No, I haven't. I wonder. But, are but they? I, just, I, I like that they exist. Yeah, yeah. Like, tandem bicycles. I fucking hate them. Wow. The penny, yeah. No, honestly, oh, there's a real, I have a real anger. Yeah, no, yeah. Actually, I am seeing a therapist because of the tandem the, bicycles. The tandem, right. And what they have, uh, the effect that they have on me. Yeah. There's penny no, farthing. Yeah. There's no name, other. Na- find me one person that looks at a penny farthing and just gets angry. No yeah. one. He won't find a single yeah. person. No, I mean, again, it, it's... I think you would, and they would probably be wearing a MAGA hat, like that sort of thing. Like, what is this bullshit? What is this what European is some, like... bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> the thing, though... Oh, wow. There, I'm looking at a video of the City of London's penny farthing race, and these people have, like, 
they're kind of modern. I'm not going to lie. Oh, really? This ain't your great, 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 great grandfather's penny farthing. Huh. This is like, they look like they have like graphite frames and shit. Damn, that's a fucking... I just feel like to eat shit on one of these bikes would be so dangerous. Like <laughs> that's, the, that's why it's wonderful. You're hospitalized, guaranteed. Uh, but shit we, on we have free healthcare in Europe, so we can take more risks. Yeah. Uh, Damn. Well, we would do the same thing here. We're just... We're still figuring it out. Maybe that's why you guys have tiny bicycles. Maybe one of you's got healthcare, so at least you <laughs> right. can take the risk of... Then you can lie about who's right. one who injured. Yeah. Yeah, wow, I'm actually. Are, this is hilarious. Are to these live. tall? Are they are they tall penny farthings? Yeah, yeah. pretty tall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I oh, they have to be. Yeah, on, that but. is how. Okay, interesting. Well, shout out to all the pro penny farthers being. <laughs> wow, watching farthing. them go around a turn is pretty is something else because they're leaning all the way over. I just like <laughs> to see a, a motorized penny farthing. Yeah, yeah. Which I think in, in the future you of, you often see these big wheeled right. Uh, like sort of vehicles where you yeah. where you enter the wheel and then just ride off in and a wheel. And you ride off yeah. in that wheel. Yeah, it reminds me of the light cycle from Tron. Yeah. Legacy. Hell yeah. Um <laughs> well what's a myth? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you're just you're just engrossed in I these penny engrossed. farthing Sorry. racing videos. A <laughs> uh, lot a lot going on. Uh, so here. last time I was on the show I, I tried to debunk the myth of concepts. Uh, yeah. uh, and I was like, how do I one up this? Uh, right. which I thought was quite challenging, you know, mm-hmm. to, to deconstruct the abstraction of ideas. Yes. Um so this one I really put some thought into it. And it, you know, people might not like this one, but mm-hmm. I've really I think I've I found something, guys. Okay. Uh I think the NRA is actually very good. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. I think it's really, really good for uh-huh. the country. Tell yeah. me why. Not really assholes. I think that's what they stand for. Because right? uh-huh. secretly, right, uh, for every death that happens via gun, mm-hmm. the carbon footprint goes down drastically. So they're... And so I think the NRA is actually the best America has for climate change. Wow, that's dark. It's dark, but, uh, but feels sadly, like an art there's an element of truth to it. You know? There's, what, 40,000 people that die per gun right. each year, Jesus. right? Think yeah. of the carbon footprint. Right, when you think of that and our inability as a country to actually address climate change, like, in a way, you're like, oh, God, right. but... Uh, Interesting. Wow. So I, I think that secretly, you know, they, they get a bad reps, but to distract you from the fact that actually they're trying right. to do some really good work. Right. Right. And when are you going on Joe Rogan? <laughs> <laughs> Is that next week? I mean, that might work if everybody in the NRA didn't uh, think that climate change was a hoax, right? Yeah, but that's the cover up. Ah, so they it. actually they don't want they you to think that they're doing yeah right. they don't want you to think they're doing a good job. They want to be hated while saving the environment. Well, and okay. now they're just. But broke and don't know where to go. Right. And if and if the N, and if the NRA folds, we really are fucked up as a nation. Yeah. Uh, with climate, I don't. Yeah, because we'll see what uh, happens with our ability to address climate change as a country. Right. Or maybe they'll just insist that consumers do whatever they can, so industries don't have to. Is that a admitted, acknowledged take that birth control is part of the climate change debate? Because I think like. Bernie might have said that during one of the debates or something. He was like, well, you know, I think it starts with birth control. Or he, he like, put that in there while he was on the topic of climate change. Oh, interesting. And it seemed like it was a little bit of a dark road to walk down. Guns are a type of birth control. Right. Well, is he uh, saying well, that access that what... <laughs> to birth control for women for unwanted pregnancies? Right. Like, that in general, maybe not just in the case of abortion— Right. But just generally b- all forms of birth control. All forms of birth control. Is that what he meant? Yeah, maybe. I don't recall I don't this know. line, but again. Um, 
I'm not going on Joe Rogan later. Yeah. <laughs> I might be. I don't I know. I like smoke blunts. get that talking point from the a JRE. guest I learned about on the Joe Rogan podcast, a guy by the name <laughs> of Alex Jones. Uh, <laughs> cool. Well, yeah. I think you've opened a lot of minds today. Right? And, uh, and At the very least, maybe maybe a couple of dark chuckles. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's this is the dark, morbid timeline we're in, right? We're, we're just sort of looking at our... It's a very interesting time now. And really, what I, what I was trying to do is highlight the fact that guns are actually uh, killing people. Oh, <laughs> is that what you meant? Well, I don't agree with that at all, then. <laughs> I like that other take. Um, well, speaking of dark timelines, uh, the new Jurassic Park movie yeah. is uh, bringing the gang back together into a world in which, spoiler alert, I guess, at the end of the last Jurassic Park movie. I guess, movie, look, if you don't want... If we'll do our spoiler alert warning. Yeah. If you don't want... Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, I believe, yeah. was the last one. If you don't want it spoiled for you, skip ahead f- f- 10 hours. Yeah. Okay, go. Uh, the dinosaurs were all people in dinosaur suits. The, oh, fuck. Isn't that crazy? Is that, I haven't no. seen it. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, no, so the dinosaurs escaped into the world. Is that what happens at the end of the last one? I have admittedly got halfway through and fell asleep. I didn't get any of the way through it, but accidentally turned... It on the, when I was trying to catch what was on after it, and so oh, right. there's like a post credits thing where a pterodactyl like lands on some uh, monument. I, I forget right, if right, it was right. like a Vegas thing or. Oh wow! Um, but, so in the last one, dinosaurs are released into the earth. Yes. Yeah, but not or just that though. I, I I also, if I remember correctly, Ingen, mm-hmm. who are in charge of the embryos, right. stuff, yes, mm-hmm. uh, were trying to weaponize. Um, Dinosaurs. Ah, so, yeah, you know, yeah, if you can control Velociraptors and Stegosaurus right. and stuff Woo! and just, you know, send them into war instead of humans, yeah. uh, you can do some damage. Or policing our streets to uh, criminalize the unhoused. Right. Oh. Maybe oh, that's what their yeah. ultimate thing is, yeah, too. Yeah, like a T-Rex just in charge of the homeless. Yeah, right. or like a Stegosaurus just doing that. Um, but I think... It's this... a great way to enforce a curfew. Oh, you right. Say. Just like, just dude, the, don't The fuck... T-Rex comes out. There's a Velociraptor curfew right. team that comes out, and yeah. they will eviscerate you yeah. if you're out there. The I was actually thinking of that kid who you were talking about from the first one. Yeah. Where... Uh, his, his name is Whit Hertford. Yeah. Um, I've actually, we got a pitch from him. Oh, really? Yeah, back at Cracked. Oh, wow. Yeah. He looks the same still. Well, yeah, it's he looks very identical. Odd. Yeah. Uh, just so he's he's the one that like Sam Neill sort of threatens with the, the raptor the, claw. Yeah, raptor claw he's across like, his belly. What what does he say? He's he's like he looks like a big turkey, turkey to me. me. And know. Sam Neill is like, yeah, he'd tear your guts up, kid. Yeah, he's like he'd slash you here. And your insides would spill out in front of you. Right. Um, and then Laura Dern's like, and maybe you like, shouldn't have a kid. Yeah. And we're all like, <laughs> that's our protagonist. Right. Uh, <laughs> I was looking at his credits. He was a dancer in Pharrell's Happy video. Yeah. Amongst many other things, too, but I'm just going to choose to look at that. I wonder if he was happy to do that or his agent just forced him to do it. Right. I mean, well, technically, wasn't that a 24-hour music video? What is yeah, that? The whole happy video was like an that art piece. That seems too long. Yeah, that was 24 hours. Of oh, like, really? Yeah, there'll be like hour one, and it's all over. Like, there are many people who are in the happy Did video. anyone watch the whole thing? Like, that feels very I remember. Orange. I remember when it came out. I was working in radio, so everyone was talking about it. I watched maybe 10 minutes because after that song loops for like the fourth time, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't, thanks. I see Angela Trimber dancing at a gas station, and I right. saw some other people I knew, and then I was like, I, can't, I think this is it. I don't yeah. need to see anymore. Right. But huh. yeah, hey, look, it's an art piece. 
Because well, good for um, I have a question. Do we think Laura Dern is somehow too big to be in this Jurassic Park film? In my mind, because of Big Little Lies, I feel like she's. I don't know. In my mind, I've elevated Laura Dern to this other thing now. Well, it's just that it's just that it felt like she sort of uh, disappeared for a while, right? And then she came back and she smashed it in Big Little Lies. Yeah, yeah. And she's, I mean, the, the whole team in Big Little Lies very, very good. Guys. Yeah, right. Um, but no, I mean, in a way, Jurassic Park. It's not what made her. But certainly, no. like... Definitely put her on the map. Put her on the I map. I think, right? Right? So I think maybe as an actor, you'd have that sort of respect right. for Jurassic Park that you do like, oh... To be like, yeah. But I hope the script is good because they keep messing it up. I'm, yeah. I am kind of annoyed with Jurassic Park. Well, it went World. from a Michael Crichton novel, which right. has already its very interesting elements to it, yeah. to then these like tentpole films that are just like, hey, you want to see fucking dinosaurs fuck shit up? Right. Essentially. It was like Fast and Furious with dinosaurs. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But I, I'm still going to watch love it. I Vin I, Diesel riding a... <laughs> it's all about family, Albertosaurus, man. yeah. Um, Drinking Miller Lights at the end. Kind of went the direction of Michael Crichton's career. As he Things were going really well, and then he started doing like climate change uh, hoax stuff. He did? Yeah, at the very end. Oh, no. Yeah. Wait, like being like, I don't, I don't know about y'all. Yeah, but... his last book was about how the whole climate change thing is a hoax. Interesting. Wow, yeah. wow, wow, wow. R.I.P. Here we go, Michael. And he gave us Westworld, too. Yeah, he did. And Sphere. But so, and so many things. Yeah. Westworld was in the 70s, I believe. Right. It was a movie he wrote in the 70s. So um, what, do we cancel him now? Do we cancel his um, entire career? Posthumously? That's not, us. That's not up to us. There's actually a uh, cancel council. Right. That we will the then su- Yeah, then we submit that to the cancel council. Right. And then they will determine, they will, off, they will hand down their determination at the end of... Bring in the next sacrifice. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Goldblum seems also. I mean, well, Goldblum, I don't think she's too big. Well, not that she's too big. I'm just feel like the she has the most the swag to me big, now. Miles. The, hey, oh boy, can we get a bomb thing, thank you, sir? Because that was explosive. Uh, I don't know. I think I just have become a Renata fan. Yeah, and no, I think she's that's incredible. I mean. Yeah, and I mean that performance is so big. Like that, that it almost doesn't feel like it seems like she should be working on more challenging stuff than the character from Jurassic Park is just like, Sam. Well, maybe she'll scream at the dinosaurs, I will never not be rich or something. <laughs> and they're like, whoa, what? That was, was that in the script? Let's keep that. Although the sexual tension between her and Jeff Goldblum in that one scene where he's uh, like, let me see your putting hand Putting the water here. on there? Yeah, putting the hand, water on I used to do that as a pickup and, line. Oh, yeah. anyone that talks to me about chaos theory yeah. Is, yeah. honestly, can get the, it. All the variations, all the yeah. little hairs. Mm. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break uh, while Miles keeps doing that to my hand. Just putting, and we'll it's be all right hot, back. cold brew I'm putting on your hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold. And we're back, and it's time to get into uh, impeachment. Yeah, uh, they they pulled one on us the other day. They did right after we record. Then they decide to open up an official impeachment inquiry. Yeah, I mean we kind of knew it was coming. Yeah, right? I mean yeah, of course. Uh, and it was nice already, to be on the same page though, Nancy. Yeah, it was already confusing what changed, other than it was like a press conference for her to be like, "But I'm on board this time." Right. I th- I, now I'm doing it. I think maybe she felt the Russia stuff and all the emoluments and all the other things they would want, have wanted to fold into the impeachment inquiry prior to this 
was just a little too tenuous or something. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't nailed on. Like just, and then you have the president admitting to it where it's like, oh, fuck. Right. Thank you. But I, I mean, they were already in an impeachment inquiry. And she well, was just like, and now we're op- really opening an Officially, right? Because what right. Jerry Nadler did was sort of set the terms of what it would look oh, okay, like. So it, it was it, like it. a movement in that direction. But this is the full on being like, okay, now there'll be an of- officially an inquiry. Inquiry. Got it. With all, you know, six committees looking into it. You know, it. Th- despite all the chaos that he's created, uh, there is something kind of weirdly enjoyable in watching what is happening. Yeah, sure. isn't that like obviously well, with all the horrible hatred that he's? Yeah, I mean, of- right. There's a bit of Schadenfreude, right, where you're like, okay, maybe this is the act where the bad guy maybe is held accountable. Yeah, but I don't know. I think a lot of Americans too just have this dark, fucking, cynical feeling that nothing will ever end this. Right. Um. That which is also my concern, but I feel like there is something I take joy in. It's mostly Rudy Giuliani. Uh, oh, he's incredible! Shit yeah, every time he's on the news, because now as we have, you know, the transcript as quote unquote as they call it, it's really a memo right. that's basically a lot of the an impressionistic transcript. Yes, exactly. Yes. Where other people, intelligence people, are listening in on a call and just just jotting everything down, so you have a nice summation of what happened. And right. even then, it's very clear. Oh, by the way, uh, we should explain for people, uh, a transcript is, is like a sort of PDF file that feels like inside right. a sort of Word document. Yes, right. uh, thank you. <laughs> just in case. Right. Uh, in there, in ca- yes, thank you. Uh, thank you for advocating for our audience who might not know about what a transcript is. Right. Uh, th- so even <laughs> with this, <laughs> it gets so, but even in the transcript, right, it's very clear the Ukrainian president's like, hey, I think we're ready to buy these anti-tank missiles we need to fight the Russians. Right. And the response is, okay, I need you to do me a favor, though. Right. Which to me sounds pretty clearly like when you use the word though, right. that's sort of the the operative word there. You're saying, okay, I understand that. However, there's this thing I'm asking you for. Right. Uh, whether or not, you know, they're going to argue that it's just, you know, it's all a misunderstanding, it's bullshit, whatever. Fine. Because but if you, the $250 million Trump was actively withholding from him were not overtly mentioned in uh, the right. There's no price tag. Right. I don't know what I don't know what the tit for tat is. Right. And again, if you really think about it, if you really want to get that fucking myopically focused on what it is, like, well, he didn't say those words. Just imagine the situation, right? You're a newly elected president in a country where the eastern part of your country is being annexed actively by the Russians. Right. You have you do not have the means to defend yourself. You're relying right. on foreign aid to do that. You're in a dark, dire situation that where, where like the stability of your entire country rests on the protection of this region or being able to at least fight off uh, this insurgency. And you, your funds are withheld by a government who told you they like help is on the way. And then suddenly it's like, oh, that guy from the country that you need a ton of shit from wants to talk. Right. And then you get on the phone and it's like, hey, Joe Biden, huh? Maybe you're looking at Joe Biden, huh? What do you think about Joe Biden? Oh, you want javelins right. here? First thing, Joe Biden, though. Right. The second defense spending, he he's like, yeah, we could buy some things, some weapons from you. Uh, Trump starts asking him to look into. The first thing he asks him to look into is a, a DNC server hack thing that we'll, we'll explain what yeah. that is a little bit later. But then he goes into the Biden thing. Right. So- can the, I ask quickly? Yeah. How, how does a transcript get written? Is is there a human being that actually has to listen? There's a group to what of Trump... there's a group of people that are well, listening in on a call, 
and, and then they, transcribing and they, what's and being is said. it AI that automatically does it like Siri you know you can talk it to your phone and I it think just there's a blend written. from what I've heard from past uh NSC like people who've been doing interviews this last week no from the Bush era to the Obama it's pretty much the same thing the only difference with Trump is that it's less people now involved right in listening in uh but they do use a mix of like I think technology to sort of help uh transcribe things oh, yeah, but cool. also there's a lot okay. of humans also doing it to also figure out the nuance so they can actually put that in the summary right so can we take a moment of silence for the people that have to do that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that Jeez. is what a job yeah. that's a job yeah yeah to listen to that man and have to write down his words yeah right ah well and i think it got it got worse <laughs> because after that one transcript that got leaked where he was begging the mexican president to be like hey can you just stop saying like i'm gonna pay for it like right it, i don't it doesn't help me right like when that came out i think they really tightened the leash yeah. on that group because they're like you, i mean i know he said it and looked completely ineffective as a leader but like please don't leak this so now yeah. only like a couple people here right. so anyway we all get how big this controversy is um before we get to rudy Giuliani, or yeah let's just i think we should get to rudy giuliani uh because when he's sort of at the center of this, because prior to this uh, whistleblower complaint, he had been talking about going to Ukraine and talking about all this Biden stuff. And now that like all this shit is coming out in the open and maybe he wasn't able to like affect the plan that they thought they could, where like magically Ukraine would be like, and here is this damning report on Joe Biden. Uh, he was very confident. Now that everything's coming out, he is not doing very well he's been sort of in a downward spiral in terms of being able to spin this um but this first uh he was on laura ingram and she was really doing her best to try and act as if rudy wasn't just revealing everything yeah Yeah, and just like digging a deeper hole he's like he's like schrodinger's lawyer i love it you know like i didn't do it I did. No, right. but I did. But right. if I did, I? and I did, yeah. wait, but here's some more. Yeah. I don't know. Bye. <laughs> he exists in separate states at the same time. It's very quantum. <laughs> but he, uh, and Laura Ingram, you won't hear much from her, but she has very person talking to a drunk person at a wedding and like just kind of getting restless right, because, energy. Yeah. And in this case, I think what happens based on what he's talking about, Senator Chris Murphy had visited the president of Ukraine before and Zelensky told him, he's like, I think Trump might be withholding these funds because of he wants me to do some other shit. Right. And when he came back and said that Rudy is, I think, trying to speak. I don't know, some weird conspiracy that, in fact, Chris Murphy was telling the president of Ukraine if the president of Ukraine didn't cooperate with the Democrats, the Democrats would with, I don't know, listen to this shit. Biden did, or Chris Murphy, by the way, who should be impeached. He, he went to see the president of the Ukraine, and he told the president of the Ukraine that if he cooperates with the president, they'll cut off aid. That's a quid pro quo. <laughs> that's a quid pro. That's threatening. Like, hey, uh, Nancy Pelosi should be outraged at Chris uh, Murphy. Yeah, uh, she should impeach him. She has a very interesting. She's really trying to be like, oh, what are you saying here? Right. This isn't good for any of us right now. Right. And it gets better. Yeah. He then, I don't know where what exactly he means here. We can talk about it on the other side, but he sort of suggests that he has receipts in case he is made to look like the total fall guy in this or something. Right. Um, where he is essentially scapegoating the State <laughs> yeah. Department for his actions. The State Department being like Pompeo, like well, Secretary the of State, cabinet, so, right? Right. So Secretary of State is Mike Pompeo. They deal with a lot of our, you know, our foreign relations and things like that. So per, I don't know. He's claiming. I don't. Here, listen to this. Saying. 
you muck this up, your response. Man, I really did. And you know who I did it at the request of? The State Department. I never talked to a Ukrainian official until the State Department called me and asked me to do it. And then I reported every conversation back to them. And uh, Laura, I'm a pretty good lawyer, just a country lawyer. But it's all here, right here. Holding up his phone. Uh, the, the first call from the State Department, the debriefing of the State so Department. So why are they why are they out to the, get you? The, this this the, story the, is filled because, with unnamed because, sources. Uh, again. I, I will compliment myself because I do a pretty good job for him, and they try to destroy everybody around him. I, it's, I'm still not sure what he's getting at, but based on what I think he is, he's saying, well, I'm not the one at fault here. I didn't just go out here randomly to fucking, you know, meddle over there in Ukraine to get something for Trump. Right. The State Department asked me Told to do it. Told me to yeah. do it. Okay. I never spoke to a Ukrainian official until the State Department asked me to. He also starts, like, laughing in the middle of it for no reason, but, like, it's in a way that, like, suggest I don't know. Like, there's this, uh, there's this episode of Malcolm Gladwell's podcast where he, like, talks about how... Uh, Elvis had this one part of one of his songs that he couldn't get through in live oh, yeah, settings yeah, yeah. I, I just, because yeah. he like had a mental like block around it because mm. it was like tied to something in his childhood and like he played some of it and like he just starts he's like and well you know <laughs> and like just like starts like <laughs> laughing uproariously and Whoa. like can't like he's and he just can't like stop yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's... and that's what Rudy Giuliani sounds like there like he's like uh, you know I got right I, the State Department I'll tell you what well it's because it feels like his back's against the wall right there. and that's bit. what I feel like and his response is well I have motherfucking receipts Pawn my cell phone. Holds up his cell phone like it's the ignition switch of a fucking bomb that right. he's got strapped to him. And I wonder if it's like, oh man, that's another piece, which is why this gets even more interesting. And then he goes in his third act right. on Laura Ingram's when show. when he just starts coming apart. There's a panel of people talking. One person I think is probably saying something about how Rudy Giuliani is saying things that are probably going to worsen his situation. I'm not sure right. what he specifically said. Like Laura, leave he, him alone. Yeah, but he goes after, Rudy goes after this panelist in a way that is very emotional. Yeah. And I think might be telling of what his situation might be. But listen to this. And Rudy, you've been listening to this conversation. Yeah, I sure have. And I'd like to say uh, to, Mr. to, to, I'd like to say, Mr. Hahn, I should sue you for libel. Because you irresponsibly oh, say, please. yeah, well, you, you actually usually say incredibly stupid things. You're a public figure. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so you can't see. By the right way, here. do you have any idea that the State Department? So then you know the libel okay, law. Hold on. Shut up. Shut up. Okay, hold on. Shut up. Hold on. You don't know what you're talking about. Chris, you don't know what you're talking about, idiot. I do. The state. No, you don't. You just Mr. lied. Mayor, I wish you would stop. You lied, my friend. I wish friend. you would stop, Mr. Mayor. You lied. Well, why don't you tell him? I wish you would stop. Why don't you tell him to keep his mouth shut so we can tell the truth? Yeah, Chris. Wow. Just keep your lying mouth shut. You shut up, moron. That guy is, I think, a former Chuck Schumer aide, or I know he's worked for Chuck Schumer at some point. Right. Uh, Here's something that's, I think, interesting, right, to, to look at, is the the entire administration and the people working with them, right, all, they, they know that they're not really being honest, right, mm -hmm. which means that ultimately none of them trust each other. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's kind of interesting to watch right, right because you think oh you know they're lying to all of us right uh, but they're working as a team but it's more the honor a lot among of people, thieves thing. yeah a lot of people don't consider that actually they're all lying and therefore they don't trust each other well because and so then Trump all of a sudden they're only... constantly looking after uh, like over each other's back and worried and and they have to play 
with each other while at the same time not trusting each other. Right. That must be a wild life to live. Oh, it's a nightmare. Right? Yeah, it's oh, constant yeah. fear. Stress. Constant fear and stress. And then to that point, I think that even underlines why Rudy Giuliani is like, what do I know? I'm just a country lawyer, but I know how to protect myself in case right. someone wants to have evidence to... to right. To insulate myself from something. Very strange appearance from him. When, and I think this also goes to the point of with Mitch McConnell the day before, he, there was, Chuck Schumer brought uh, forth a resolution to uh, to make all the whistleblower complaint material available to the respective intelligence committees in the House and the Senate, basically right. saying like they need to release it to these committees. Mitch McConnell did not push back against this. He fucking hotlined it, which means there's no debate. It just goes straight to a vote. Right. And the Senate unanimously voted for this, which is very, what the fuck is going on? And it makes me wonder, like, what the fuck does Mitch McConnell know or think is going to happen? It, because it doesn't make sense. If you asked me any other time, like, if, like what Mitch McConnell would do, I would say he would stonewall. Yeah. Because that's all he's been doing. This guy won't even fucking put up forward a bill that's passed in the House to deal with gun violence. Right. Or fucking securing our elections. Things that have... All kinds of support from the, you know, that that's not going to get you in hot water with voters, but it's always meant to protect the president. And then in this instance, it's like, yeah, okay, great. No debate. Let's everybody get in line. Unanimous consent. Let's fucking release this material. Now, does he know what's in the material? And he's thinking, that's all good. Like, we were able to weather the Mueller report storm and right. we can fucking just, we'll just lie our way out of this one. Or is it that it's like, oh, fuck. Does he know it's really bad and he's trying to get ahead of it by being like, you know, I was very transparent and blah, 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 blah. So I never, you know, pushed back against this. I knew it was terrible. You know what I mean? Like if he's trying to set himself up already to be like, nah, I was, I was with it from the beginning. I knew that right. was bad. Yeah. It's hard to know because this is, uh, until we start, I wonder if there are going to be any real Republican defections aside from Justin Amash from Michigan in the House. But like. I wonder if those... Well, Mitt Romney seems to have set himself up to defect, right? Like, Well, he, he said it's very distur deeply disturbing or something, right. right? Which is what he said even before the transcript or whatever you want to call this thing came out. But it's evolving in this odd way. And again, there's no honor among thieves. If Mitch McConnell knows, wait, this shit is too radioactive for me to even be around and I have to think about myself now, maybe it's time to sacrifice the now. orange... Yeah, exactly. The orange cow to the sun god of impeachment. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the Washington Post is reporting that there are cracks in the Republican block in the Senate kind of appearing. There was a lunch on Tuesday, so before the impeachment inquiry was opened, where... They seem to like anonymous sources, but people who were there uh, say that two factions were forming one that was kind of behind the president and being like, yeah, he should look into Biden because Biden did a crime. So that was Johnson, I think, from uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. And then Burr, who is the head of the Senate Intelligence Committee, which has a reputation for being you know, actually on Somewhat this bipartisan. earth. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And Richard Burr was the head of another sort of camp in the Republican Senate, which is kind of like, this is bad. Right. This It's ob on paper, objectively, objectively bad. not a good thing. Uh, it's bad for our party. It's bad for him. It's bad for our country. But this is what's <clears throat> weird, though, too, right? And I think to what you, I maybe you were going to say, Eric, of like, this is the line? 
right for republicans mm. like it wasn't all this other heinous shit it, uh, what's really odd to me it's like maybe it's like well we can dance around all these other terrible things of how we're mistreating and abusing abusing human beings but this since this actually falls into a thing that can actually be like like constitutionally uh adjudicated or something now they're like oh fuck this is bad right i don't understand but it's interesting calculus we'll never know because everyone is just self-serving self-dealing yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting to <clears throat> i never really knew much about politics before anyway really but it is about winning isn't it it everything is about winning to at any cost yeah. even even lying spreading rumors you know you spread rumors about your the opposite opposition right uh, and and you're winning and it, uh, i find that interesting that politics isn't about taking care of the country no well especially not here it's right. just a game it's just, yeah. that's all it is it's just a game it's a game and it's the and i say this all the time it's the way to be the most popular person in your part of your state yeah. Right. You know, if you're a senator, if you're a congressperson, you know, like in that thrill of, you know, shaking hands and kissing babies and shit, I think it's addictive. There are some people who are trying to do good, but I, they're definitely in the minority. And then you have to play the game. That's the frustrating thing. You have to do good. You have to do good among a sea of torturous shit. Yeah. And so then you're like, well, what do I do? Do I just keep doing good, but no one's listening? Right. Or do I kind of play the game a little bit? Do I push against you... the tidal wave or do I surf the tidal wave? Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, one thing that's probably going to affect all of this is how the American people feel. And so I always look at uh, 538 for their overall average approval rating because they take a bunch of different polls and weight them. And Jason Pargin from Cracked, writes on Cracked as David Wong, uh, was pointing out on Twitter today that Trump's approval rating is at an all-time high or at near the, the peak of where it's been in his presidency. It's at 43. It's not a good peak for a president. Like This is kind of around the low of the Obama presidency. But it's still like relative to his past uh, approval ratings. It's up. He's underwater less than 10 percentage points. So, mm -hmm. you know, his approval is 43.1%. His disapproval is 52.9%. It seems to, I mean, like when you look at the chart, like it's going directly up in the past half a week. So maybe, I wonder what. That it's, news it's is tied to because that do they say when the poll was taken probably the end yeah, of last week or yeah it's the end of last, last week. week so it's it seems to be around when this news was first starting to break which mm -hmm. seems incredibly confusing that the presence of the scandal would cause people to support him more right but I mean I'm more I think we should probably look at see what next week's polls right. look like. Because yeah. I don't know, the, uh, so much has happened this week, and I don't know. It could, it's possible it could go up too, because now it's like the real culture war, left versus right thing. The gauntlet has been thrown down, yeah. in the form of uh, actually now we're hurtling towards impeachment. Yeah, that now people are like, all right, go to your corners. It is quite difficult. I, you know, I have spoken to a few Trump people who are just unwilling to even just take a moment. Yeah, just even just listen. Forget the One news. Thing, just yeah, listen yeah. to what he's saying. Right. Right. And so it is amazing yeah. to really watch the level of consciousness and self-awareness that actually doesn't exist in the entire world. So it's not just America. Yeah, yeah. If you look at sure, Brexit, right? you look at lo loads of other things. People are just asleep. Yeah, yeah. They're just Truly. sort of reacting every single day to things without an, a goal in mind. Yeah. They're just sort of reactionary little vessels without any sort of 
thinking, oh, I don't yeah. know. I, it, I mean, it is amazing to watch. That's that's the thing as well. Well, yeah, it's, and it's, it's really alarming too because with things like that are so critical to just our even our the survival of our species, species. Right? right? Is somehow looked through some lens of not just objectively taking like you know put facts aside. If you said, would it be bad if the Earth's weather got so bad people couldn't live anymore? Right? Should we do something about that if that was a problem? <laughs> and like, oh, here you go, man. You're just trying to replace my cheeseburgers with kale. And it's like, right. no, dude, uh, listen to what we're saying. Or even just half the policies, even on the left, that are like everything the left advocates for benefits every American person. Yeah, this poll is about as depressed as I've felt for the country, like at any point. Right. That maybe it's not tied to the impeachment, but it does seem like I, I don't know what else it could be. And it just seems like it's just everybody retreating into their own corners and yeah. being like there is no objective truth the only objective truth is fuck you like i right. you know that's it uh all right we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back and we're back and let's talk about samuel l jackson yeah i love him yeah. One of the, is he still the highest grossing actor of all time? Probably, right? I think At this so. point, because now he's also in the fucking event. Who's fucking Avengers with Sam movies? Jackson? He's yeah. Avengers, fucking Jurassic Park, Star fucking Wars, Star Wars. Prequels, but still. Hey, hey, hey. hey. All, almost <laughs> all the Tarantinos. Yeah, shout right. out to all the Mace Windu fans out there. Yeah. Um, so I guess there's maybe an, I don't know if there is an arms race yet to have celebrity voices uh, attached to your smart device. Right. But Amazon, they just had an event where they announced that they're going to have many celebrity voices uh, that will be able to tell you jokes, let you know if it's raining, set timers, alarms, whatever, all that shit that it does. But now they want to marry all of that ability with celebrity voices. And the first one they unveiled was Samuel L. Jackson. And for so this is like a mode you can upgrade for 99 cents, whatever. But the thing that I like is that there are two modes, explicit and non-explicit. <laughs> So I'm hoping like that, that if you miss here, the the Alexa give you the weather and you're like, what? It's just like, say what again? <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. Fuck. This one's keeping me on my fucking toes. Right. Um, but uh, there's, a, I don't know. I, I This feels, this whole event, as I read about it, like all the things that Amazon's unveiling, I feel like we're really hurtling towards this future where Amazon is going to be the source of everything that we need or ha- right. like we will do everything everything through fucking Amazon. Because another thing they brought up was right now there are now 100 million devices equipped with like these Echo speakers. But at this thing, they said that they've begun a collaboration with Discovery for a upcoming subscription streaming outlet called Food Network Kitchen. And it's a $7 a month service that will supplement live and on-demand video programming with ingredient and equipment delivery through Amazon and playlists optimized for Alexa. So it'll be like okay, we have a we have a playlist of videos that are essentially recipes, and if you check your front porch, the ingredients for this next recipe in your playlist yeah. will be there. Or you can say be like, oh, I want to do Cocovan, but I don't have these things, right. and then boop, all the shit you need is just there. Yeah, it's ah uh, uh, man, almost like a magic trick. Except the way they make that magic trick possible, there's a article I think it was. ProPublica and the New York Times did a 
co-investigation into delivery of Alexa packages, and they don't use the tradition, like UPS has UPS trucks that right. travel around, FedEx has FedEx trucks. Amazon created this network, They're, it's kind of like Uber for right. uh, package delivery, and except the people are under insane deadlines, uh, and because they're the package is not a person who's going to give you a bad rating if you drive badly and like in a terrifying way they're going to do that occasionally and so there right. there have been all these accidents where people have been killed people have been injured by delivery cars uh, unmarked vans that are delivering Amazon products and they don't know to sue Amazon because you know there's nothing on the car that hit them that says Amazon and Amazon and their nation of lawyers have arranged it so that they're not responsible uh, for, like, they can't be sued, essentially. Oh, because they're like, they're not employees. Right. They're right. not employees. That's they're smart. at will. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. Very, I mean, that's super smart, isn't it? Yeah. I'll tell you one thing that's really smart as well with Facebook and Amazon and all of that is it's very hard to complain to them. Right. Have you noticed how, like, you know, you go into con the contact area if you need to, like, make a sort of complaint? Yeah. And it's like, how can we help? And it's like, I'm trying to complain. Have you oh, looked at the. No. <laughs> like, right. And there's just a constant, like, a labyrinth of places like to FAQs go. Like FAQs you have to read, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have millions of articles in our database. It's the, actually very smart the, as a business, I guess. And well, it's also the irony, right? Is like Amazon is this gigantic company with all this money, yet they won't even, they can't even pay these people a living wage to prevent right. this kind of driving. Right. It's the root of all of this, right? right? Is that people are not taken care of. Right. And they That's say, exactly well, right. now the only, I was not able to maybe go to college or get a degree. So now I'm relying on the gig economy to sort of supplement my income That's or right. be my income. Yep. And then on top of that, my options are limited to driving very unsafely under unrealistic deadlines for my own survival. That's right. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. What is the world coming it to? It used to Amazing. be, I mean, it's pretty simple though. I mean, it used to be like delivery driver used to be a union protected job. Right. And now it is a freelance gig that you pick up and, you know, have to drive around like, you know, your your life depends on it. Uh, and so like have to deliver packages so quickly that you can't take bathroom breaks. And right. sometimes you occasionally kill people. And this is the thing too, even talking about, right? Like the, even the frustration on the right for people who might not even be politically savvy, like there's a group of voters who really do believe immigrants are why their financial situation is the way they are. That's why right, they're right, anti-immigrant. Right. It all ties back to people's needs are just not being met. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? That's the root of all of this shit. Because if if everyone's belly was full and they didn't have to stress out about maybe their parent having cancer and that they don't know how to afford their medical care and things like that, if those stressors are taken away, it's much harder to be susceptible to xenophobic propaganda of and things like that. And, you know, I that's where I'm like, my hope is that if we can actually take care of people, right? that some of these things can at least begin to dissipate, maybe not for this generation, but going forward in general, that if the government treats you with humanity, if society treats you humanely, then maybe you can treat each other humanely. Right. But it's really, it is again, very complex as one person to consider the health and mental health of 300 million people in one country, yeah. right? Uh, you know, a lot of people blame old people for things, right. right? But I'm not old. 
right. can't even imagine what it's like to be 64. At 32, I went to a psychiatric hospital. Right. What will I be when I'm 64? Right. Honestly, <laughs> I am terrified in a way of what I could become because life just sort of takes you sometimes, mm -hmm. right? In a place that you could not even have imagined. Yeah. And for me, as a 64-year-old, even now, like my sister's 20, and she sometimes tells me how life is, and mm. I'm, you know, and, I'm, and I and I try. <laughs> oh, I love that. I try to sort of stay calm because I remember what I was like when I was twenty, sure, and stuff like that. But uh, sometimes, you know, like young people can get, you know, antsy and like full of passion and energy, and they mm -hmm. get in people's faces, and it's like, bitch, you have no idea <laughs> what life right. could take. A the twenty, to. my god. So you my. have to think of all the complexities of uh, social, economic backgrounds, and yeah. geographical location, uh, everything. Yeah. And, and, and on top of your own life. Right. Right. So it's so difficult to sort of think about other people when you struggle. And I find that xenophobia, bigotry, all of that is actually a sort of tool to alleviate your stresses. Oh, you know, yeah, if, absolutely. If you, if you really struggle, it's so much easier just to go, well, it's that person's fault. And that's Whew, why I, hate I feel kind of better. Yeah, right. I'm on you know? the right side because they're the problem and I don't like them. Yeah, and it's sad. It's sad yeah. because it's like, oh. Uh... And a lot of it's just born out of lack. Yeah, you know, of course. Yeah. I don't know why I just Googled this, but at the start of the Civil War, the northern states had a combined population of 22 million and the southern states had 9 million. So it was less balanced than our country currently is. <laughs> You just thought you're like, what were the what's the what were that what are those like rosters? That? What's yeah. that roster look like? Yeah, they so. got 22 million. Damn it! Shit. Let's talk about uh, one of the wildest stories that has come across the Zeitgeist news mm -hmm. desk in a while. It's the story of an adoption. This couple in Indiana yeah. has adopted a number of children. Uh, one of the children they adopted made national news for being a genius. Yeah, like uh, the child they adopted had autism, and then just, I think the doctors were like, I don't think you can really even expect to be able to communicate with your son. Like, it could be really bad. And then the mother, I think father, started tutoring the kid and is now like a math genius. Oh, right. wow. That's beautiful. Um, and that was like sort of like the gist of this. They got famous because of that. Right. So, uh, well, if you love and care for someone, that turns out thought? you get the best out of them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Rather than just disregarding them. So that family uh, adopted a troubled uh, nine-year-old girl from Florida who had had to, she had basically uh, had to be emergency adopted. Is that right? It was because through an the, emergency adoption. Right. So the the family that she had been with was emergency, like it was bad enough. The previous situation was bad enough that uh, they had to get her out of there. But they didn't know what the reason was. For the they when they were adopted, they're like, "Oh, this kid just needs a home. Right, we'll do it because we're very kind people. Let's open up our home." Right, and then oh boy. <laughs> so the nine year old they adopted was from Ukraine, mm -hmm. and she had dwarfism, and she they just felt like things were kind of strange from the start. Yeah, well, within the first year of the adoption, things. Oh, man. So they say th uh, this little girl threatened to stab them in their sleep. Yeah. Would like be watching over them as they were sleeping with a knife in their hand. Uh, she uh, pushed you know, a, the mother towards uh, an electrified fence and was caught. The, they caught her pouring bleach in their coffee. Is this not this is this is a horror movie. Yes. Orphan. It's called The Orphan. Yeah. 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 And this is what happened. 
And yeah. then, so then they're like, hold on, what's going on with this kid? Right. So then things got a little bit more interesting. They they noticed uh, the father was giving her a bath. She had full pubic hair. Right. And was menstruating. Yeah. And they're like, are we sure this little girl's eight years old, nine years old? Right. And then would like even, there was like all this trouble. They went to a family counselor. counselor. This nine-year-old girl was like, said that she described some of the connection exercises the family therapist suggested, described them as childish. <laughs> and uh, they're like, yo, she has a robust vocabulary. She just shaded this therapist. Was like, this, these are very childish exercises. Uh, like, are- <laughs> the mom said, at the time I ran a little school and I remember uh, this nine-year-old uh, girl said to her, these children are exhausting. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> which is like kind of just kind of a cute thing for like a three-year-old kid to say or right. something but like it, to like parrot back as like something that she's heard an adult say, right but, and uh, then there was another example right where the the child was like she was asking for her parents to like carry her into the the ocean they were at the beach and like the siblings were playing by themselves and she's like oh will you carry me and they're like not we're tired can you give us a second and we'll take you she's like because she was acting like she couldn't walk or whatever is too much for her. She was just like, fuck it. And then just ran herself into the scene. They're like, what the fuck was that? Right. Like, there are a lot of these moments. So Wait, then, she was pretending she couldn't walk at that time? Yeah. Oh. And then just ran off into the sea because she wasn't willing to wait to be carried. Right. So there's all these things. And then she had to be admitted uh, to, like, a psychiatric hospital um, where they were thinking, like, they're like, a lot of the behavior is sociopathic. Then they're like this sort of story evolved into the mother and father claiming that they're like, this child is not eight years old. This child we suspect is 22. Right. There's a 22 year old adult who looks very young, who's just pretending to be a child. And that's when these parents got in trouble is because they essentially got the state of Indiana to like change her age to right. consider her an adult. And then they took off to Canada with their other son, who was like the math genius. So mm-hmm. he could study abroad so then now the state was treating them leaving to Canada as like in a, a child abandonment. But right. they're like, we paid for her rent or whatever. We tried to keep her there, uh, but she's not a child, so we couldn't have abandoned her. Right. Like it gets into a very strange legal situation. Like the movie Orphan just ends with them basically, I think, killing her like as she's trying to kill them because like somebody's like, oh my gosh, she's actually 50 years old or something like that. But, like, because they don't have this person's papers, they have no way of saying, like, how old they are. Right. Because they did, like, two different bone density scans or something where they took right. them took her to a doctor. The first one said they're like, no, yeah, she's eight. Right. Or, like, she's eight. And then another one's like, no, nah, I mean, she might be 10. Right. Which is only a year older than they had suspected. And then they're – so, but the mystery is, like, they don't understand – the doctor who sort of verified that she was, in fact, 22, I think, passed away and – they're like they're not quite sure how, why the courts allowed that her to change the age, so it's a bit of a mystery even on the parents' side because you also have the father saying like, "Oh, the my ex-wife is lying about this stuff," but then his lawyers say the cops weren't actually like they were actually com- completely misinterpreting what his intentions were when he was saying something like that. And <laughs> one insider basically like who knew who was working on the case was saying this is going to be a fucking movie. Right, yeah, essentially. Is, but like, I think they've they've done the horror version. They should definitely do the comedy version, right? Because like, I 
Imagine being her and just going, oh shit, I've got to play with these dolls for the next few hours right, just to right. like just to keep cover and pay rent. And she's like, really? Like, I was never going to hurt them. I was just trying to get them to emergency punt me so I could find a new family because I was getting bored with these people. Right. I just don't. It's the whole thing is very, very. And I'll be honest, odd. you know, financially, I could do better uh, currently speaking. Uh, so if there is anyone out there that would like to adopt me, yeah. uh, I am 32. and right. Up I, front, just up front. I'm up front, 32. Francophone. My bone density is, I'd say, average. Great, for your age. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but is bone density usually a reliable indicator? I have, or, no, I have huh. no idea. Damn, yeah. girl, you got some nice bone density, <laughs> right. baby. Anna Hosnia, come on in. Hi, I have some thoughts. Okay, apparently uh, when they put her in the psychiatry ward after she tried to push the mom into an electric fence, apparently all the doctors that she interacted with confirmed that she's definitely older. Because she was saying her. she was older too. And to then them, she right? admitted to being older and said that she liked to kill people because it was fun. It was just something to do. So it was like some a lot of like sociopathic behavior and they started to realize, oh, she just needs a lot. She is not okay and she needs help and apparently she's just i mean it's a, a a lot of issues going on at once to create um this woman slash girl who knows it's like issues but like i think she's an adult because apparently also she wouldn't she didn't like playing with toys she would actively be like i don't want to play with these like stop trying to give me dolls yeah, right there's a lot of weird stuff and i think it's very important to know she's like, do you have any rosé <laughs> it's very important to know they don't know where her whereabouts are she's disappeared ah right oh, that's even better which means that she's probably conning another family you cut know. to the mom listening to the daily zeitgeist and then pulling her headphones off and the little girl's right yeah. behind well, her actually, when like I, hi mommy what are you listening to <laughs> but that i think is more terrifying than anything else and i think speaks to her clear like she's up to something woman, <laughs> right because how could she just disappear how does no one know where a child is right like she just was like all right i guess i'll just move in here well i mean Anna, it could also be don't look behind you no right. no no could it's also be a tragic yeah. story of you know a child who whose parents are like nah she doesn't play with her toys she's an adult yeah that's why <laughs> i'm saying it's well i know the, i the things that put me in the adult camp is that she had, had pubic hair and was <laughs> menstruating like and develop earlier right no maybe you don't have a full set they, of pubic hair but then they said she was trying to hide yeah she was trying to hide like, her menstrual yeah like cycle. any underwear that she had bled into and things like that so she obviously i don't know but again that could but have been a carrie, shame thing carrie could have does been that a, carrie right. tries to hide her yeah, but carrie's yeah. a teenager who are you carrie's mom <laughs> yeah yeah that's, the, but it's yeah very that's, confusing. it's but again like that's why there's enough to see that there's a darkness where she originated from that she's carrying through to like her new life carrying thank you also we Carry need on to my know words, what son. happened to the original people who adopted her that decided that they couldn't keep her anymore right something emergency. is going on something right. is going on right. that, that we are not there's details also the woman I don't know. I watched that interview she did. That woman is, she's been tortured. Something, what do you mean? She, the woman, oh, the she mom, was so shaky. She was so, like, something Traumatized. had, she had gone through it. Like, well, she their marriage broke up, up after the, after the, true, but there was things in, left. you, there was, there was no, no, horror just, in her yeah, eyes. Yeah, like, oh, she did saying, not it seems look like okay. this took its toll. Yeah, um, it feels yeah. like that is a con woman who has understood that i have these disabilities and it's hard for me to live on my own and it's easier for me to act as a child and i can get away f with it and then also has potentially and as a doctor which i am um <laughs> i don't know maybe maybe it's so deep in it that has kind of lost touch with reality in many ways and leads her to 
try and i don't know kill people i don't know i would believe that she's less aware of herself consciously doing this yeah and might just be socio like sociopathic yeah i agree i think and it's, not might be like okay here's my plan yeah versus right. like she's just she's well, got she's, lizard brain on and she's just doing whatever the fuck she got she's do. gone from one sort of you know foster family to another then people right. are just replaceable right right, right. People, yeah. are, people are just momentary you know, moments of right. time. And so, yeah. like, to manipulate them is just like, yeah, you're just another doll to me. As I've been playing with. If anything, with... like, she doesn't play with dolls because you are the doll. Yeah, right. she's playing with mm. human dolls. What if that's the explanation she gave when they were like, why aren't you playing with your dolls? Because you're the oh, doll. Oh, because you're the doll. That oh, I my play God. With and manipulate. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding, 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 oh, no. ding. I think this is an, uh, an appropriate story to end this episode on because yeah. this Don't is what America around. is burying our head in is true crime shit where like everybody's obsessed with yeah, true crime that the country dissolves around Set off us. by a Daily Mail article. Right. I have to say, I do love true crime commercials, you know, because it'll right. be like, and he murdered his wife. Anyway, we'll take a break now. Do you <laughs> right. have a bra that you like yeah, to wear? Just check like... out Maiden Form. Maiden Form's a great company. Uh, who <laughs> we respect. <laughs> Pro Haynes here. I love all the Haynes brands. Uh, Eric, it's been a pleasure having you. Thanks for having me. Um, uh, I just want to say that my show is on tonight, tonight. Uh, at the Broadwater Theatre. So yes. anyone that's in the Los Angeles area, I'd love it if you came. And if not, I've got another one in October. Nice. And you can find out the dates and stuff on my Instagram. Yeah. Mm. Thanks, my guys. Uh, and is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, come back to me. Okay. Miles. Where can huh? people find you? And is there a tweet you've been enjoying? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Are there tweets I like? Mm, yeah, I think so. Want to hear a couple? Like yeah. to hear them? Here, Here they go. go. Uh, the first one is from Yodoya Travis at Professor Doye. It says, Black Compliments Ranked. Number five, you did your thing. Four, you stupid. Three, okay. Two, <laughs> I'm just trying to get like you. One, damn, this shit sounds like it's from the Goof Troop soundtrack. <laughs> I don't know why that fucked me up so much. I love that. And then the last one is from uh, Louis Peitzman. Louis Peitzman. At Louis Peitzman. That says, I keep singing impeachment like the Simpsons. A <laughs> uh, tweet that I'm enjoying is... Katie Stoll tweeting, it's here, you guys, the show we have been threatening you with for months. It's here. Uh, that's about worst year ever. Uh, it's a new podcast from our network, from Robert Evans, uh, Mr. Cody Johnson, and Katie Stoll. Uh, it is very good. It's going to be a weekly podcast uh, about 2020, uh, the lead up to the election, the political wildness that we talked about today mm -hmm. uh but you always learn something new i every time they record an episode i i learned for instance in the first episode uh that jake tapper got his start with a column in which he bragged about having dated monica Lewinsky during the Lewinsky scandal and was like and she didn't put out but uh what yeah oh, fuck Jake. yeah you All gotta cnn people fucking yeah suck. you gotta check it out and there's <laughs> an an even wilder revelation in, I think, episode two or three about Joe Biden uh, that I think might end up derailing his campaign. Uh, so listen to this podcast that everyone will be talking about around the water cooler. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. 
you can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, yeah. where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we write out on, Miles. Uh, before we get to that, I want to shout the Zeitgeist gang out. I want to put their attention. If you're in Chicago, October 16th, that's a Wednesday, 7 p.m., the Chicago Podcast Festival will present Ethnically Ambiguous, the podcast live. Mm. If you want to hold it, if you're Zeitgang, you better be at this motherfucking show, okay? Pull up. Tickets are affordable, I'd imagine, yeah. as they are, because it's, yeah. it's a live podcast, baby. It's not gold, you know? Uh, so October 16th, check that out. It is and hold gold. Down. Comedy gold. Yeah, hold I'd it. say the, the Zeitgang are wonderful. I Learn get yes. lovely That's why I want to bring, in like case them. you are unaware, in case you are ignorant to the reality, October 16th, Chicago, Illinois, Anna and Shireen are coming for you. Okay? Yes. So prepare thyself and get please, your tickets. Please. Chicago Podcast Festival 2019. We have her tied up, up right now. Please help. <laughs> yeah. That only... show better sell out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the song. Yes. Let's do a song. Bye. Now, last week, if you looked on my Instagram stories, I talked about Diwali Rhythm, which is a, a, a dance hall rhythm that's used in many songs, sampled in many songs. I wanted to bring people's attention a little bit more to another drum sample that's very, very uh, pervasive. It's all over the place. It's uh, It's... The track It's a New Day by the Skull Snaps. It's from 1973. The drums, if you are a hip-hop head, you will recognize off the riff, okay? Maybe if you're a Linkin Park fan, you might remember it from the track on Hybrid Theory, Cure for the Itch, that mm. Mr. Han does. Wow, 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 you remember that black. Anyway, and it's also in uh, Butterfly by Crazy Town. This fucking sample is everywhere. It's also just a great Oh, so all the track. classic hip-hop songs. Yep, or yeah. Hippa to the Hoppa, Old Dirty Bastard. Hippa to the Hoppa. Okay, or Mike Checka by Das Effects. It's fucking everything. So check out this song, and, you know, let's just embrace the history of it. All right. We are going to ride out on that. We will be back tomorrow because it is a daily podcast, and we will talk to you then. Bye. Bye.